Welcome back to So Talk to Me. We're on episode 71 this week. 71. 71. We made it to 71. Here we are. Here we are. I've been waiting for this. Our children are asleep. 71 weeks. There's no noise. Mm hmm. That's true. So. This, uh, you know, unlike every other episode we do, this one's going to be a little scatterbrained because uh, I, I just can't, got home from work. Um, I ended up working later than expected, and uh, so I haven't had any time to mentally prep for this. So this is going to be kind of off the cuff. And I had kind of a rough evening, so. Yeah? Yeah? What happened? My brain is just not with it right now, but we'll get there. Um. No, just that Ollie was just whining and crying about everything while I was trying to get him ready for bed, and then Josie peed on the couch, so then I had to clean up urine, and... Mm -hmm. Well, you're knee-deep in urine all day, every day, right? I mean, no. (laughs) I changed diapers. (laughs) I'm just kidding. (laughs) Gross. Just jokes. <laughs> yeah, so how's that for an intro? Guys, thanks for thanks for plugging us into your ear holes. That's what the episode's going to be called. Knee Deep in Urine. <laughs> Knee Deep in Urine, episode 71. <laughs> oh, man, everyone's going to want to listen to this one. Mm. Man, oh, man, scatterbrained. So we just default to kids' diapers, you know. What you drinking over there? Water. Mm-hmm. I got some kombucha over here. Uh huh. Some ginger kombucha what is that stuff. It's like kombucha. Yeah, mushroom fermented mushroom juice. Basically, that sounds absolutely disgusting. <laughs> Doesn't it taste like vinegar? Yeah. Do you want to try some? No, <laughs> not at all. It doesn't taste like terrible. vinegar. It has like a vin. It. It's sort of like if you if you mixed apple cider vinegar with like sweetness and ginger and a lot of water. Okay, so the hmm, there's and a little it's bit carbonated. of sweetness and carbonated. You mm-hmm. hate carbonated drinks. Why do you like? Well, that? it's not heavily carbonated. Do you want to try it? Not really. Just do it. Just do it <laughs> on the air. Trying yeah, kombucha so for the first time. My, uh, my facial expressions. Mm-hmm. I, have I had it before? I don't know. I think I have, and it tasted like vinegar, and I thought it was disgusting. It helps my tummy. And then I saw what the kombucha mushroom thing looks like, and it just looks like a weird, like, it looks it's like gelatinous in a bottle. <laughs> like one okay. of those test tube bottle things. It's weird. Let's see. Let's see. Oof. <laughs> Oof. I like it. That okay. is weird. It's an acquired taste. <laughs> ah. I mean, I the initial the initial taste is is yeah like vinegar, and then it tastes kind of like ginger beer. Yeah, but like flat ginger. That was ugh, nah, not a fan. It's it's not one of those things that like it is really weird at first, and yeah. then you sort of get used to it, and then you like it. Yeah, I don't. So really sort of like coffee. It. It's like you don't like it at first, and then you get used to it, and then you love it. That's sort of how, I don't know. That's how I think of it anyways. Interesting. Because that's how I was with like mushrooms and onions and. That's true. Yeah. And now mushroom juice. Mm Mm-hmm. It's weird. Is it like a special kind of mushroom? 
Yes. But I can't remember what kind of mushroom it is. It's not important. Anyways, you can Google it. Find all that information out yourself if you want to, but we're not doing that right now. So, so how was your day? It was all right. It was just, all right. Just all right. Yeah. Lots. Doing all right. I mean, it, it, it was productive. It was well, productive. good. So, yeah. Yeah. It was, it was pretty good. I just, I feel like the first half was really productive and the second half just went by super quickly. Um, I was still able to get some stuff done, but it just, uh, I guess it just wasn't as productive. <laughs> um. But I, I say that it was it was more maintain, maintaining stuff. Anyways, no, it was it was it was it's all right. It was all right. It was a day. A it wasn't day, a bad, it wasn't a bad like day. Just like any other, or not? I don't know. Maybe I don't know. I don't know. It's just an ordinary. But it's day. good. I'm I'm good. I'm ordinary doing good. is good. Yeah, yeah. It's hard to say. I like ordinary. There's just yeah. But it was it, yeah. Got to hang out with my peeps. Got some guys Your playing peeps. this Sunday who uh, just haven't played in a while, so I was able to hang out with them for a bit. Cool. Good catch up. Yeah. It's a good day. Ketchup and mustard. Uh-huh. <laughs> that too. A little Parks and Rec reference for you. Um. Mm-hmm. So today was kind of difficult for you. How was this week? Oh, well, not the whole day. Just okay. Just like... <laughs> Bedtime, basically. Oh, okay. okay. So that's just like what's fresh in my brain. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, no, the whole day wasn't bad. Uh, what did we do? I got to sleep in because you go in later on Thursdays usually. Mm-hmm. Um, and you made us waffles this morning. Yep. Yeah. Um, thanks, babe. Sure. And yeah, I mean, it was it was a chill day. The kids went down earlier than usual for a nap, and I got to work out a little bit, and then we went to Kid to Kid, which is a local resale shop, or what, I say local, I don't know, they might be, might not be local, it's probably not, actually, anyways, but it's a resale shop. Found some good stuff, and they were having a big sale. Nobody cares about that. Um, so <laughs> shaking your head over there. Thanks for the support, babe. Um, <laughs> came home, uh, got their dinner ready, and we watched Despicable Me three, which was good. I liked it. Cool. Um, and then yeah, the whole bedtime debacle, which I sort of already explained. But the rest of the week um, has been just sort of a normal week. Except that I started Bible study back up again mm-hmm. um, on Wednesday, which was fun. Um, we're going to be studying Colossians. I'm excited okay. about that. Cool. Well, there's been lots of craziness all over the internet this past week. I feel like there's been like six different. Oh yeah, crazy, the whole Gillette like, commercial thing. Things. There's the Gillette commercial, which I still haven't watched. You should watch it. It's good. I, I like should. it. I don't know. I, I see all these flipping posts. Like, 
I mean, I've, I've probably seen like six or seven of people being outraged about people being outraged, and I'm just well, like... Well, people are just blowing it out of proportion. I, I, it's dumb. I don't know that I should even care about, like... No, you shouldn't. Exactly. I, it just intrigued so me, so I was I like, it? what's the deal with this commercial? Because most... I was actually like... I, I saw one person complaining about it, but then I saw like five other people saying that it was great, so I was like, okay, whatever, like I'll just see what what the deal is with this commercial so i watched it and i really liked it i don't see an issue with it at all like okay it might have like an underlining agenda with like i I don't know maybe a movement attached to it that i don't completely agree with but i Mm -hmm. thought the message in the commercial itself was good i mean it's just it's encouraging men to actually be men to stand up and protect those uh children um stand up and protect and respect each other respect women um treat women equally like what's the problem with that message there's no problem with that message like it's it's a biblical message like there's nothing wrong with it um so yeah i don't know that's where i stand on it Hmm. i don't know i haven't seen it (laughs) I even see it for that reason. It just seems like people have, have gotten like really defensive either way. Either they're just like, I can't believe this is was ever made, or they're just like, There's nothing wrong with this, shut up. And I I'm just like I Yeah. I, I don't want to enter this this heated discussion over a commercial. Right. Yeah. <laughs> like an advertisement. Yeah, I purposely haven't like, like posted about it for a reason just because like yeah. it's dumb yeah yeah it's a commercial and there have been a few things like that it seems like over the past week what else has been going on well just like stuff that has taken the internet by storm so um yeah the gillette commercial was the second thing the first thing was that 10-year challenge thing oh Um, i had first seen it from you because you tagged me in it but then, like, right after that, I feel like within probably, like, six hours, there was just a flood of people all yeah, over I thought that Facebook was funny. doing this 10-year challenge. And then their memes of 10-year challenge of, of, like, I just saw one earlier today that was, like, um, what's his name? The, the, the guy, what's his name? Like, Brody or something like that. I can't remember from Iron Man. Um, basically, the black dude in Iron Man, you know how he switched actors. And so it's like the 10 year challenge and they're two completely different actors. Oh, I haven't seen that. Um, one. You haven't seen Iron Man? Yeah. He's Don Cheadle in the new ones, but who was he before? I can't remember his oh, name. I don't remember. From the first Iron Man. Anyways, doesn't matter. Um, so they're, so they're memes of 10 year challenge. And then I saw another thing uh, like earlier today, or maybe it was yesterday that was saying that, oh, well this 10 year challenge thing might actually have been started by Facebook so that they can test their like, aging algorithms or whatever you know so they what? can like get you to put um put your pictures up of when you were younger and when you were older so they can test to like see the facial recognition software and see if they can do like digital aging and see how well that works but then i'm like wait wait wait, wait. but i don't know at least in the post that you you posted it was like Post your original Facebook profile picture right. and your current one. Right. So it's like, 
why would Facebook need to do that if if you literally if already, already have, have those yeah. pictures on your Facebook? Like, I, I don't know. I, I feel like maybe that's kind of like conspiracy theory. Yeah, like, just a just a smidge. It was probably just yeah. someone who you know. Yeah, I, it's pretty funny how much that's blown up. Because yeah, I just I saw it from a couple people, and I was like, hmm, I'm curious. Like, what was my first? Yeah. Facebook photo. So then I just did that. And then, yeah, it like totally blew up. Exploded. <laughs> Man. And then, um, so the other and thing. Then... And then the other thing uh, that I, I actually find absolutely hilarious. But did you see, um, like, I feel like our president is, has been trolling over the past few days. Oh, I don't. And it's hilarious. I don't follow him on anything, so I never see anything that he posts. Yeah, have you heard about anything about him and hamburgers? I saw something about that on Twitter today because I was, I never get on Twitter, you guys, <laughs> but I'm trying this year to like make our social media Great presence again. more known. And so I was on there. I'm ignoring that comment on purpose. <laughs> so I was on there like, trying to follow people and like like stuff to just like you know have people see that hello we're here yeah post a couple of things but yeah i did see something about that it, it seemed like people were just making fun of it or i don't know but i i didn't see the original one so i had i had no idea what they were referring to I was just like, oh, it's something about Trump. Okay, whatever. Keep yeah. Scrolling. <laughs> so what he did, he had invited, um, uh, I, I think one or two football teams. Guys, I don't do sports at all. Like I will watch sports, but I don't know. I don't follow sports at all. So he had a football team at the White House. One or two. I don't, I don't know. I don't know what team it was. I don't know. But a bunch <laughs> of football players, you know, of course, they're all in suits. They're in the White House and whatever. Mm -hmm. And um, he fed them, okay? So, you know, they were there just at the White House, so he, like, provided a meal for them. Okay. What he did is he made, uh, and it, it's kind of, you know, the it was definitely a political move, but at the same time, I think it's hilarious. What he did is because we're in a, in a government shutdown right now, mm -hmm. he said in order to save money, we're not going to be spending a ton of money on this, on this meal for you guys, so sorry about that. What I've done is I've ordered 300 hamburgers from McDonald's and Wendy's and Burger King. So you see the table has like all these platters of like boxes of hamburger, of like Big Macs. And then there's the Wendy's burgers all stacked up over here. And you've got these cups of fries like over here. And so you see these, you know, big beefy football players just like putting these hamburgers on their plates and going through. It and would you, have been cheaper to just buy meat and do a cookout. Well, yeah, I'm sure it would have been cheaper, but I'm, I'm sure also no one at the White House has time to do a cookout. Um, but the whole, the whole point is, you know, he, he's kind of trolling that like, hey, guys, we don't have much, like the government is shut down, so I'm not going to spend a, a bunch of money because we need to, you know, figure out what's going on here come to an agreement so that I can have my money to build my wall, you know, but, but the way that he said that is like, I'm going to, you know, support American business and purchase <laughs> hamburgers from McDonald's and, uh, you know, and provide this very cheap meal 
for these football players. And I think, I, I just okay. think it's hilarious. I think it's a hilarious uh, kind of PR move because like, um, like on the one hand, I could see how you could be outraged. Like, oh my gosh, she's disrespecting these people by getting- They're football them. players. Exactly. exactly. That's the thing is like, they can eat whatever not they war want heroes. whenever they want. Right, exactly, exactly. So it's like this- They have the big bucks. They probably mm-hmm. eat McDonald's regularly. I don't know about that. I don't know. I'm sure they eat well regularly. With all sponsorship so like, stuff, they probably have to. <laughs> I'm sure they can, but anyways, I just thought that was freaking hilarious because he, he is just like trolling um, the- the fact that the government is shut down. And then he, today he, <laughs> this is even, this is kind of like stepping on toes, but um, he basically called out. Um, oh, is this the, the one about the his, Oh, never mind. I saw one about like his, uh, I don't know, secret service men or something like they wouldn't talk to him because he hmm. can't, pay them or something right now i don't know oh i don't know i didn't i didn't it, see it that was one. it was dumb oh, okay it just seemed like he was poking fun at the whole like government shutdown situation yeah. well yeah that's what he's doing oh, okay yeah. because he wants uh he, he wants congress he wants the house to to approve Fold, yeah yeah exactly exactly so um so he called out the speaker of the house nancy pelosi apparently she had some trip that she's going to like an international trip business trip i don't know what it was for and he like called her out and and basically said like we're going to postpone this trip like you are not going to be able to go on this trip because it's going to cost the taxpayers you know x amount of dollars for you to go internationally to all these different countries right now the government is shut down and you can't leave like we need to we need to figure this out and you need to give me my money basically but but he was saying you know like how much like she's willing to shut down the government and she's spending all this money to go on this trip for, and I, I don't even remember what it was for. Um, you know, it was business related, but he was basically calling out how much she would spend to go on this trip and saying, you can't do like, I am denying you the ability to spend this money um, because we're in the middle of a government shutdown. So he is just like trolling. I'm, I'm actually, I will say I'm very surprised. I did not think he would, he would continue this government shutdown as long as he had like i thought he would fold um because he's folded on other you know he the the other thing he said on the campaign trail was that he was gonna defund planned parenthood and it seemed like he was going that way for a while and then it just like stalled out and he never followed up with it Mm -hmm. um which is something that i care more about than a wall yeah most Um, definitely so i assumed that's what's going to happen with this whole wall thing is like yeah he campaigned on it but now that he's facing some major opposition he's probably going to fold uh so i think it's hilarious that he hasn't and he's poking fun at his opponents (laughs) because he's like government's shut down right now guys don't spend money until you give me mine then we can you know keep things going as normal so um, the political circus is hilarious right now. I honestly don't care about a wall. Mm-hmm. But what I really care about is if I actually have to pay for one. Yeah. That's what bugs me. Well, I don't want to pay for it. Yeah. No, I, I got you. Yeah, because he said Mexico was going to pay for it, which, you know, whatever. That's not going to happen. Yeah. That's dumb. <laughs> yeah. 
Well, in Mexico has said as much, but it's, yeah, he's, it's, it's just funny. It's just funny. In the grand scheme of things, what he's asking for, I think it's like $5 billion in the budget, something like that, is not very much compared to the entire budget of the American government. You know, he, Not very much, and even though we're like trillions of dollars in debt. Exactly. <laughs> exactly, because that's how much we spend. So, but I mean, like, you know, he's pulled out troops from different places. Like, the money that was going towards the, the troop deployment can easily go to the wall. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, it's not very much in the grand scheme of things. What he's asking for monetarily is mm-hmm. not very much. I think I think it's more of the ideology behind it that people, or at least the media, is freaked out about. Is like, you only build a wall if you're racist, so we don't want to be a country of racists. You know, like it's a it's more of a symbol than it is something that's actually going to do anything. Um, because a wall means you want to keep people out, and it means that. You hate people who have a different skin color and, you know, all, all these different things, which. I mean, I think it's dumb, but I don't think it's necessarily racist. Right. And honestly, well, do we want to talk about the wall? Is, that, really. what, is that what we want to talk I about on this really podcast? I don't really want to talk about it. <laughs> I think I, it's dumb and I don't want to pay for it at the end. <laughs> yeah. I think, I think actually the symbolism behind it is what is more effective of just like the government actually saying, hey, we're going to take border security seriously. Well, see, I think that's, that's the, the... That's the thing though. Like if you're going to build a border wall, like Mexico isn't the only border in America. Like, no, no, it's not. Yeah, and but the point is that there's a lot of illegal immigration at the Mexican border, at all of them, you know, because, you know, a third of our country has Mexican borders. Right. Um, so anyways, anyways, we don't have to get into it. I'm just saying that, like, I, I, I don't say one way or another. I'm not for the wall. I'm not against the wall. I don't know. I, I, I don't really care. But I... I would like America to be more serious about its border security. We live in Austin, Texas, guys. And if you don't know, our our mayor, right? Our mayor, or is it our governor? Darn it, I don't know. Well, who are you? Are know. you talking about Abbott? Uh, no, no, not oh, Abbott. Oh, okay, but, no. Um, Abbott's the governor. Okay, you're right. You're right. So, is it the mayor of? Anyways, regardless, um, th- Austin has been declared by our officials a sanctuary city. So basically that just means we are not going to enforce our laws. Um, if, if, the, if our local police force um, finds out that you are not legally in the United States, they're not going to do anything about it. I think that's ridiculous, frankly. Um, so, so the fact that like, our government wants to take its, its border security more seriously yeah like actually wants to enforce Enforce the laws laws. in place yeah exactly exactly or if you don't like the laws work to change the laws right but i mean like if you're blatantly going against the laws that we have in place it's kind of like what that's not how government is supposed to work like what (laughs) so anyways okay we're done with that conversation done with politics good we're riddance. good we're good we're moving on here moving on uh, to something else did you have anything that you wanted to talk about outside of all this ridiculousness on the uh, ridiculousness. current um topics we still haven't watched bird box that's another thing not going that's blown to blown up on the internet no thanks the um, memes are funny but i'm not gonna funny. watch yeah i'm not gonna watch it. i saw a bird box 10 year challenge meme and 
and uh, <laughs> so there Full you circle. go. Yeah, that's the internet right now, guys. It's all Oy. over everything. I know. I'm like, how am I going to keep up with all this, all these like social media platforms? Because like, I'm I'm pretty active on Facebook. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's really my only social media outlet. Yeah. Um, I have an Instagram, but I'm not very um vocal on that. I don't post much at all. Um, and you're gonna lose the next generation then. Well, no, seriously. Be on Insta. Like Insta is big. Mm-hmm. Like especially with people like. I would say maybe a little people Five younger, younger than, than us. us yeah. <laughs> like Insta is the thing. And so I'm like, okay, we probably need like a so talk to me Instagram and I need to like be present on that and on Twitter and on Facebook. And I'm just like, uh, I don't want to do any of it. Then Except don't. for Facebook because it's easy, but. Just don't. <laughs> just give up. <laughs> But yeah, I was on Twitter for like, I don't know, all of like 10 minutes today. And I'm just mm-hmm. like, I have no idea what's going on. I don't <laughs> what know what this? This, this little universe is. Don't know how it works. Yeah. <laughs> it is. Twitter is its, is its own thing. It is. It really all depends on who you follow. Because I like to, you know, we've, we've talked about it before. Twitter is, is a... I feel dumpster like dumpster fire. Yes, it's a dumpster <laughs> fire. People are, tend to be more angry on Twitter than anywhere. The thing is, Twitter is where like breaking news happens. You know, which Facebook is weird. Is not right. It is weird. But like literal like media outlets post on Twitter before they get their headline. They post their headlines there before they actually write their articles. You know what I mean? Like that's where you hear about like current events and and. Twitter, because it feels so transient with its character limit, um, it feels like it's a place where people shoot off whatever is in their brain without even, with no filter whatsoever. And so you get a lot of like audacious claims on Twitter, mm. um, which breeds contempt. <laughs> and, and so that contempt See, I don't, I don't is mind, also very... like inner thoughts. It's just, yeah, whether they're... <laughs> correct or not yeah yeah exactly (laughs) so you have a lot of people filled with a lot of passion about a lot of different things and it's just people screaming at each other is what i feel like twitter is a lot of the time Mm -hmm. people screaming or your snark the snarky hipster guy who's and that i put myself in that camp who's just like making fun of everyone that also breeds people getting upset and you know so it just it it's it's a dumpster fire (laughs) <laughs> that said, it really depends on who you follow because if you make a point to follow people who, who are aren't like that, right, right, who are legitimately like tweeting good things, or um, there are lots of interesting uh, uh, people or Twitter accounts out there. So, like, I follow a C.S. Lewis quote um, Twitter account, mm-hmm. so I get tw- C.S. Lewis quotes, which are pretty cool. I follow this other account, and I don't remember its name. Sorry, um, but it's basically like really tiny short stories um and i haven't seen them tweet in a while maybe i just haven't been on twitter that could be it Mm -hmm. but you know it's like a short story in 140 characters and it's it it's like so vague that that it's kind of there to just kind of spark creativity 
Um, so things like that, which are positive, like intentionally positive, are pretty cool. So if you follow stuff like that, then awesome. Well, yeah, but, see, and that's the thing. Like, I just, I don't even really know who to search for. Yeah. Well, the search engine isn't all that great also, so that that's a whole other thing. Yeah, but. so I'm just like, I don't know, should I search for this person? Do they even have a Twitter? Yeah. Like, do I? Yeah. Because if, like, if you do search for someone, they'll usually... At, uh, underneath that we'll have like a few suggestions yeah so I've found some people <clears throat> and some pages from that but yeah I'm just like I don't know this place yeah yeah I'm new I don't know what to do <laughs> all right anyways yeah what was my tweet I I well I tweeted a, a DA Carson quote um, nice but then I, I was just like, hmm, let me try out this, like, just Twitter inner thought thing. So I was like, what did I say? Oh, do you ever, oh, what did I say? Do you ever think that life would be much better if you didn't do so many stupid things or something like that? Something like that. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, it's a true statement. I'm sure everyone can relate to this. <laughs> That's pretty tweetable. <laughs> yeah, actually, I, as the, the people I were hang, I was I were hanging out with, I was hanging out with earlier that I was talking about that were playing in the band. Um, the, what, there's a a younger dude in his twenties, and uh, we we were talking a, a number of us, and he said something like someone said something that was pretty good, um, just some advice, and he was like, retweet, man, retweet. <laughs> So it, it kind of bleeds over. That's so into, funny. Yeah. Sort of like yeah. how I actually hear people will say hashtags in their yeah. actual conversations. Oh, yeah. It's like yeah, face-to-face totally. conversations. I'm like, what is this world? <laughs> what is happening? <laughs> oh, yes. I'm one of those people. Because <laughs> it's funny. Hashtag blessed. Hashtag blessed. <laughs> yes. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. I yeah, no, it's it's good. So, if you guys have any Twitter tips for us, have any Insta yeah. tips for us, or want to follow us on Twitter, yeah, <gasps> we're there. Go do that. Our handle is at so underscore talk to me. Mm-hmm. Um, you can email us at so talk to me podcast at gmail dot com with any useful tips and tricks and and any other suggestions you have for us. Um, or you know, we're also on Facebook. We just talked about how like follow our Facebook page. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just keep up with us there because we're posting stuff more often. Um, lots of memes. Lots of memes. We do like memes. Why? So. By we're, he means me. I'm the one who posts things. Yeah, you've been posting <laughs> things. So you've been posting memes. Yep. Memes and things. Memes get shared. Yep. It's true. It's true. That's how I'm. Because people like memes. Exactly. We all like memes. Who, like, like, who doesn't like a good I meme? I get notifications of like random people I don't even know who have mm-hmm. shared our page's meme. And I'm like, this is awesome. They're getting our name out there. There you go. Through this meme. Yay, memes. Hooray for memes. Anyways. Mm. I think that would be a good episode title. Hooray be, for memes. Hooray for memes is good, but um, I like, who doesn't like a good meme? 
talking some memeology. Yeah. Mom's memes. Just <laughs> cooking up a batch of memes. <laughs> you hungry? Have a meme. <laughs> okay, sorry, this is getting weird. All right. Um, so what I wanted to talk about today. Mm-hmm. Um I've been listening talk to, to me, a bunch talk of stuff. To me. Yes, yeah, exactly. Uh, and and I'm just totally. This has nothing to do with anything. So this is my transitional transitionary conversation into that. All right. Um, Segway. Segway. Yes. Except sort it's of. not. It's like hitting a brick wall yeah. and then turning the <laughs> other way. Um. So yeah, what I want to talk about. I was listening to to stuff earlier this week. I'm I'm finishing up on lore. I'm almost done with it. I've hit episodes that I've listened to before. Finishing that low. So, yeah. Yeah. Good stuff. Um, but I was listening to the dividing line Mm -hmm, earlier this mm -hmm. week. So James White, obviously we've talked about him and how much we like him. Um, but there he, he's done an episode where he's kind of critiquing a critique of Calvinism. Um, and it's this guy who honestly talks a lot about Calvinism. He is not a Calvinist. He claimed, um, he claims to have been a Calvinist at one time and then, um, and then, has since um, yeah. denied Calvinism. But the so, way he talks about it, it seems like he's never even understood that, it in the first place. So that's why I said claimed. Yeah. Um, not that Not that I don't want to take him at his word, just that he makes some air. When he talks about Calvinism, it's like, th- that's not what I believe. That's right. not what Calvinism is. He, d- like he a does very a lot of straw man level. arguments. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, exactly. So, um, and his name is Leighton Flowers. Um, and so he has his own, I guess, YouTube channel. He mm-hmm. does a lot. He does a lot of, of different videos. Um, I've primarily primarily only heard of him through James White's dividing line. And so I, my picture of him is, is skewed. I completely um, admit that. I haven't listened to stuff from him. That- it's funny. The first time I ever heard his name was actually um, in Doctrine and Devotion. Oh, okay. You know how they, like, I mean, they have a lot of banter, but sometimes they'll just, like, joke around and, like, joke about talking to certain people or getting certain people involved in stuff. Yeah. And they have mentioned Leighton Flowers a few times, so I didn't know who he was. I've just heard them, like, sort of use his name jokingly um, a couple times. Not, like, slandering him or gossiping or anything like that. Just, like, throwing his name and whatever they were talking about just joking around um but yeah that's that's the first time i ever heard that so when i actually listened to the first part of because this is actually a two-part uh little series or whatever yeah that james white did um Mm -hmm. uh i was like oh okay now I know who this is. <laughs> gotcha. Okay, so he's done a bunch of dividing. James White has done a bunch of episodes with you know talking to Leighton Flowers. They've done debates before, or at least at least one debate that I know of. Um, and so, like I said, so James, just a little background. James White. Um, he primarily so so he will do some episodes tackling issues concerning Calvinism, monergism, things like that. And he primarily um, will pick apart arguments by two different kinds of people. One is people who just have like totally outlandish claims about Calvinism and are just like, like wild eyed, rabidly 
hate Calvinism. Okay, the other group of people that he um, that he kind of picks apart are people that um, that he respects, that have good things to say on other issues, but on issues of Calvinism, God's sovereignty, monergism, things like this, they are in, in error, and so he will pick apart them as well. Because he does both of these types of people, I don't know where Leighton Flowers falls in, mm-hmm. in in this in the spectrum of these types of people. But again, I have only ever heard his his stuff well, from, from James White. Okay. And so from the beginning of the first episode, it seemed like he respected him because okay. he was he was saying that he was actually surprised that Stanley was even on his show because, um. He didn't think that the two like even related to each other. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, since Stanley came out with his whole like you know unhitching from the Old Testament thing, yeah. like he's been <laughs> kind of <laughs> on the crazy train. And so, like, mm-hmm. um, I don't know. It it seemed to me like he by saying that he was surprised that Stanley was even on there, um, that it meant that he held. Uh, flowers at a higher standard. Hmm. Okay, that's what it seemed to me. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah i I don't know. So i I want to just be upfront about my my understanding of the man. This is not bashing him. This is looking at kind of the arguments that they make. And really, it's not even about him. It's just this that, is a statement that actually Andy Stanley makes. Is right. what we're going to be. Re- yeah. So <laughs> so to. I'm going to play a clip here. I don't think Leighton actually even says anything. So I don't know why I've been talking about him for the past five minutes. Um, but anyways, Andy Stanley, as you said, was on his podcast. Okay. It was on Leighton's on podcast. On Leighton's yeah. podcast. Yeah. And he was there. He was invited to talk about Calvinism in particular. Um, and, and so this comes from a series of episodes, two different episodes, where James White picks apart what they're saying and basically, you know, just, just says where in their argumentation they are wrong and how what they're saying is, is um, misrepresenting Calvinism in well, general. And it's funny because, like, in both of the episodes, like multiple times, Andy's like, I'm completely ignorant of this mm. and I don't know much about this subject, but like, makes all these claims and stuff i'm just like okay (laughs) yeah why are you talking about this (laughs) you're ignorant and don't (laughs) understand (laughs) it's kind of weird it's kind of weird but um i guess that's what i do on this podcast all the time though so maybe it's not too weird uh no i'm just kidding but um so all that backstory there i was listening to this episode and there's something that stanley says about um evangelizing yes it's about evangelism in general but i it it made me think about uh one a claim that he's making okay and um because i mean working at a church these are questions that i'm faced with often is is kind of like you know the purpose of a church and and how you are to live out um the the great commission and how yeah, the, yeah. Basically, those 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 two questions of, of your purpose and what you're doing, and so, um, well, I, I I posed it to you this way. Um, 
The question I, I asked is, do you think that Jesus makes your life better? And the reason I asked it that way, and we'll see when we, when we kind of get into this a little bit, a little bit deeper or, or take a look into what, what was asked, is because um, I think that that question can be answered a number of different ways. Mm-hmm. And yeah, that's what I, when you asked me that, I was like, well, depends on what you mean by better. Right. Like right. If, if if you mean it in sort of like a, you'll be just happier and in more of like a prosperity way, or if you mean it in more of like a, like I'll have peace that surpasses understanding, you know, I'll, mm-hmm. I'll, I, I'll be able to have joy in uh, circumstances that the world can't understand, you know, like. In in that sort of sense, yes, Jesus will make my life better. Um, but yeah, if if you're talking to an unbeliever and asking them that question, that's not what their mind is going to go to. Mm-hmm. Right, right, yeah. That in well, okay. Before before we before we just jump into it, yeah. Let's go ahead. I'm going to play this clip, and so so we can get a little bit of context as to as to how we're talking about it here. I was just a little taken aback and maybe it's just because of my context working at a church and having these conversations and these, these really having to kind of wrestle with these questions. I was kind of taken aback about, um, honestly, uh, Dr. White's, um, reaction to even what Stanley says. And I think, I think there are nuances. There are reasons why he reacts the way that he does. Um, but to me, he, he comes on kind of strong because, um, I do think that Jesus makes your life better. Um, almost unequivocally, I think that Jesus makes your life better. I think that the Bible teaches us how we ought to live. Now, certainly that means in light of God, how, that our, our best life in quotation marks is one in which we live to God and mm-hmm. follow his commandments. Um, but I think also that the scriptures do um, show us a way of living like Proverbs that causes us to increase in blessings here on earth. Mm-hmm. You know, So I do think that the wisdom of God, the wisdom of scripture, ye- reaps blessings even here in this life. Um, so that is... So I think there's a little more kind of nuance. I don't, I don't think it's black and white. Like, yes, Jesus only makes my life better in the sense that my eternity is going to be spent with him or that I, I will experience the fruit of the spirit. I think Jesus also makes our life better because if we follow him, then we are walking in, in the way that we ought to walk. And so we do reap things, um, things you know blessings right yes blessings in, in multiple right. different ways um, and i i would ag- agree with that a- assessment if if it was just that question that was posed right um <laughs> right but the way that uh stanley describes what he what they do yeah. when they evangelize i i don't think that white's 
rebuttal to it. Or, well, I say rebuttal. It's, they weren't talking to each other. But his comments on it, I don't think that they were harsh. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. The, the, I think the problem is that it was in the context of evangelism. Right. So before let's we... listen to it. Yes. Let's do that. <laughs> so here we go. Here's the clip. So, here, yeah, check, check this out. Just, just doesn't do very well. Um, the other way I say it is that following Jesus will make your life better. And following Jesus will make you better at life. So my, our, our constant invitation in terms of an apolo- our apologetic is to come follow Jesus. Because we believe every single person, regardless of what they believe about Jesus, can take a step in following Jesus. This was his original invitation. And we have found this to be very, very effective um, in terms of a way of, of presenting evangelism in the modern world. Um, come and try it. Come and follow. Um, at least read, explore. Um, Anytime I can leverage the words of Jesus in a way that makes an unchurched person go, no, I buy that. I buy that. You know, I do that because, again, we're we're trying to create a, a place where people can, you know, dis- dispense with some of the things that they've been loaded up with in terms of a version of Christianity. And to the best of our ability, just present, here's what Jesus said. Here's what Jesus taught. Hey, why not take a step? Why not follow Jesus? Following Jesus will make your life better and will make you better at life. And perhaps in the journey, you'll discover that he is, in fact, the Savior of the world, the Son of God. So it's a pretty simple apologetic. And anything I can do to clear away anything that distracts from that simple message, we try to do. And um, if, you've, if you've never heard pragmatism before, you just heard it. Just try Jesus. Um, he says, I, I, "I try to leverage the words words of Jesus so that the unchurched person say, I buy that.' So the rebel sinner has it within himself. This is when you don't have a biblical anthropology. When you don't yeah, take Romans like three serious, sell that there Jesus is no God seeker. This like is a the consumer result. product, and it's the idea that." Just, just try Jesus because you know if you follow Jesus, it'll make your life better. Really, R- really. If you follow Jesus, I, this is this is moral Reformation deism stuff. Because when he means follow Jesus, what well, you know, do the things that Jesus would suggest you do in being nice to people and stuff like that. I cannot possibly have any thought at this point other than to go um d- do you remember mark chapter 8 pastor stanley when what do you what do you do pastor stanley when when jesus calls the disciples and the crowds to himself they don't come to him this he calls them he gathers the disciples and the crowds to himself remember you said something about how many chapters the word crowd appears in, right? Well, here's one where he, the, the, the Oclos, he calls to himself. And he says, you want to follow me? Um, the, did the rest of your statement follow from what Jesus said there when he said, so if I were to look up Mark chapter 8, what I'd find, come follow me and try me out. And your life will be better and you'll be better at life. And Somewhere down the road, you might find that I'm Savior of the world. But try me. Is that what Jesus said? Um, no. He said, if you would be my disciple, you're going to follow me? 
take up your cross, deny yourself, and follow me. Not try me, because to take up the cross, everybody in that context knew, meant to pick up the Roman cross, which was only carried by the condemned, and begin the death march. Deny yourself. You're not talking about deny yourself. In fact, when you appeal to people, it'll make you better at life. To the sinner, that sounds like better at fulfilling their desire. That's not denying self. Jesus' call was die and rise again. All right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, um, I mean, there's, there's a lot there. Um, but I do think I kind of already <laughs> sort of preempted it is that I, I feel like I fall and maybe not, not in the middle between these two guys, because I, I, I don't, <laughs> but I, I don't want to completely dismiss what Stanley says that Jesus does make your life better. I, I don't think that that is a false statement in and of itself. Um, I do think that. The problem is that he's using that as an evangelistic tool. Well, yeah, see that that's the issue because I like, obviously that statement as a general statement, yes, is true, Mm -hmm. but you can't use it as an evangelism tool Yeah, because it's deceiving. Mm -hmm. Right. Right. Yeah. That's, that's a really good way of putting it that it's deceitful. Um, I was reading one of my textbooks this week for the class because, yay, started up school again this week. <laughs> and um, one of the first things, it's actually talking about hermeneutic, hermeneutics, but one of the first things that it says is it, it talks about how there are three aspects of meaning when you're looking at any form of communication, but in this case, because it's hermeneutics, uh, specifically the text of scripture or, or text in general, the way that humans communicate through words. Okay. That there are three aspects of meaning that are present, um, that you can look at when this communication happens. The first aspect is what the original author intended. Okay. So what was their idea that they had that they are attempting to communicate? Okay. The second aspect of meaning through, through, text but, but through communication is the words that that author says and what the basically like the dictionary definition of the words that are used um and the distinction there is that i i find that a, i find that a lot hosting a podcast um sometimes what's in my head doesn't make it out of mm-hmm. my mouth perfectly okay so what does come out of my mouth is a little different than than what the idea in my head okay so there's the first two aspects the third aspect is what is understood by the reader okay so they take the words at their value or you know in the case of of communication of physical of talking to someone you also take into account body language and tone mm-hmm. and things like that um so so all those things what is actually what what the the reader understands that communication to mean so there are these three different aspects of meaning that are present when you're communicating through, uh, well, w- actually when you're communicating in general. 
through, through text in this case. But so the issue, I think, uh, it, it just it brought that up to mind as I'm thinking through this because again, at face value. Um, in, in the form of the words that are used, I would agree with Stanley that Jesus makes your life better and makes you better at life. Yeah. Because what we have, were created to do as human beings can only be done through Christ because mm-hmm. we messed up. Um, so yes, I agree with those words. <laughs> The context in which they're used. Right, right. The problem, I think, is actually what he meant when using those words, right? Um, The problem is what people understand Mm -hmm. when using those words is actually different. So while I can agree with the words that he's using, I think my understanding of those words is actually different then well yeah as a believer your understanding is going to be different from an unbeliever right they're not going to understand the eternal things the Mm -hmm. the peace that surpasses all understanding that you've already experienced like they 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 don't surpasses all understanding they don't understand that right um and so that's not where their mind is going to go when you say jesus makes your life better yeah. The unbeliever is going to think in terms of prosperity, in terms of, I mean, what culture pushes, you know, this American American dream of just having more things, making right. yourself, to make yourself happy, to esteem yourself, to make yourself higher. Mm-hmm. That's what the unbeliever is going to think. Right. So you can't. <laughs> You just can't use that in an evangelistic context. Yeah. Yeah. And I think you hit the nail on the head when you said that it's deceitful. Um, it, it brings to mind, I, I want to say it's a psalm. And I'm, uh, forgive me, because I'm just going to butcher it. But here goes. It, it, it's something like, um, uh, what is it? De- delight yourself in the Lord and he will give you the desires of your heart. Something like that. Mm. Right? Um. And, and you take a passage like that, and someone who has had a relationship with the Lord and knows God well and, and has studied the scripture understands that in a very different way than if you put that before an unbeliever. Right. Right? When you say that if you delight yourself in the Lord, he'll give you the desires of your heart. Well, then that means, okay. This car that I really want. Yeah, if I just spend some time with God, he's going to give it to me. Right. <laughs> right? Where where the Christian, the Which one who knows... Which is what knows, the pros- prosperity gospel would say. Yeah, uh, man. But the Christian understands that that means, like, if your delight, if... if which again, we've talked about total depravity, right? That that delight doesn't happen unless you regenerate it. Right. Unless you actually know, have tasted and seen that the Lord is good. Um. If you truly delight in the Lord, if he is your delight, if he is the desire of your heart, then he will give you the desire mm-hmm. of your heart. He will, he will be found by you, right. if you if you are truly seeking him out, because it's not possible <laughs> for you to want to seek him out right. um, unless you are regenerated. So... There, there are these different understandings of the same words that that muddies the water. Um, 
and this was just th- anyways this is what i wanted to talk about today just because um because i felt like there it came i had a couple different thoughts that came from different er- you know there's no such thing as coincidence right god is sovereign and so he brings <laughs> these things together but but just kind of like as i was synthesizing these two things of what um of what my textbook was talking about when when studying the the scripture and then kind of this idea of what dr white calls pragmatism of of really trying to be super practical um and having that kind of guide the way that you interact with and the guide the way that you present the gospel i can read a definition of what pragmatism is okay i had to look it up earlier okay Um, um so it's a philosophy an approach that assesses the truth of meaning of theories or beliefs in terms of the success of their practical application yep Mm mm-hmm yeah, that's good. That's 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 a great definition. Thank you, dictionary. <laughs> um, but yeah, so basically that just says, well, if it works, then do it. Right. Do whatever works. And I think you see that in evangelicalism as a whole, you know, the whole, um, what is it? Uh, I was going to say Willow Creek model. That might not be the right one. Maybe it's Saddleback Church. I don't know. You see the fads in the church growth movement of like, hey, this works to get people in your doors, so do this. You know, mm-hmm. Have concerts at your church every Yeesh. Sunday, and, and people will show up because people like concerts, right? Um, what you win them with is what you win them to. Yeah, yeah. So there, there's a whole, that's a whole other can of worms. But I think, I think that idea is what is fueling what Stanley is saying here. And um, where I think he really kind of goes off the rails and I completely disagree with is when he talks about like that that this idea of Jesus giving you a better life is what ought to attract people and so so get all the he says i remove every, every other distraction because that's what he equates that to the gospel is what he said in that clip and and everything else is a distraction and that's that's There's ridiculous. No sin within the, that. right. He didn't mention it at all. Like sin is a distraction. No, it's not. It's not just that Jesus makes you. Why does Jesus make your life better? Because right now you're living in sin. Right now you stand. You condemned. are separated from God. Yeah. You are on the road to spending eternal eternity in hell. Yeah. Yeah. And and I understand. I I'm not. I'm not saying, I'm not a a fire and brimstone preacher, right? I'm not saying that's the conversation. If if you're talking to someone who's not saved, that's a conversation you have to have every single time you see that person. I'm not saying that. There are ways in which to communicate that truth um, that don't involve that type of preaching every single time you talk to someone. But in order for someone to understand that they need Jesus, they have to understand why they need Jesus. What it was that he even accomplished. Right. Not your ability to have a good life. <laughs> that it, it misses the point. Because yes, that, while that is true, the reason you can have a good life is because right now you are living horribly. Right? Yeah, right now you are condemned before God. You are filled with guilt. Why are you guilty? You are guilty before an almighty God because you're not, living the way that he has created you to live 
and in fact you're going against him, the very God who sustains you, the God of the entire universe, you are standing against and, and spitting in his face. Um, again, you can use different words when you talk about it, but, but in order to find salvation in God, you have to understand the gravity of the situation. Right. It's not just a, oh yeah, well, I want my life to be better, so let me try Jesus. Well, and he's and saying event- that this works, but like, how do you actually know? Mm-hmm. Like, from, from my understanding, using this type of approach, someone would probably be like, yeah, cool, that sounds awesome. Jesus is going to make my life better. And then everyone's all like, yay, they want to be with Jesus. This works. They want Jesus. Mm-hmm. No, they want prosperity because yeah. that's what they're hearing. Yeah, yeah. It doesn't work. It's not saving their souls from eternal damnation. Right. Right. Because there's no gospel within that. Yeah. Yeah. It might get butts and seats in your church. But oh, it definitely that, will. <laughs> but is that, is that really your end goal? Because that is such a sad goal just to have someone there. And eventually, you know, hopefully they'll find Jesus to be their savior as well. Like that is such a scary thing to hear from a pastor of a church. That hopefully down the road they'll see Jesus as their savior. Like what? Uh, isn't that the goal? <laughs> Shouldn't that be what you're aiming at? Not just that they attend. Not just that they, um, they think that Jesus. Oh yeah, he said some good things. Well, yeah, <sighs> and, and like White pointed that out. You know, like living do the things that Jesus said to do, but honestly, an an unbeliever can do those things. Yeah. They can be nice to people. They can give to the poor. They can take care of widows and orphans, Mm -hmm. but that's not going to save them. Right. Unless they have faith in Jesus Christ. Right. Right. And not that that can't be the way that some, that someone comes to faith in Christ. Right. There, those steps can be logically made with the gospel attached yes right right if the gospel is shared it just it seems the danger is that it can also just as easily end before the gospel is presented right and people will have an idea that jesus was a moral teacher who gave you tips on how to live yeah what's that saying um what is it like Moralistic Live. therapeutic deism? Oh, is that what well, you're talking about? I mean, that's not what I was getting at, but okay. I mean, that's definitely a part of it. Um, but the uh, lives the gospel and if necessary, use words or something like that. Yeah, preach the gospel. If necessary, use words. I hate, 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 hate <laughs> that saying. You cannot preach the gospel without words. You can show Christ's love. But that's not the gospel. No, it's not the gospel. You're right. You're right. But I think people are one over to Christ, can be one over to Christ by the actions of Christians. But you're right. It requires they, I a think that gospel they can, presentation. Right. They can be made curious. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But yeah, there has to be a gospel presentation. Yeah, you have to exactly. use words. Yeah, which is why the scripture says to always be ready um, for to give uh, 
and to give a reason, reason for yeah. the hope that is within you. Mm-hmm. Right. So so First yes, Peter. it's it's yep. necessary as well. I, I I don't necessarily bristle at that statement. I understand that that I think it is effective to combine <laughs> um the gospel presentation with your works <laughs> with with loving people with you know the way showing Christ's love to people I think they go hand in hand um but I think insofar as that statement is made in order to well the word justify that it's used, if necessary use right. words it is necessary it is. to use it words. is necessary <laughs> exactly exactly so I don't disagree with yeah. that because yeah it is necessary that's part of it um, insofar as that is used to justify only doing works before people and not sharing the gospel, I think it's terrible. Um, but but I think the heart of what that statement is 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 that you need to not only be preaching with words, but also be preaching with the love that you show for people. So those are my two cents. Anyways, I I, I just don't I don't know. I I don't hate that saying. But that's just me. You won't see it on my Twitter. But I also don't. I'm not like, oh, that saying's the devil. But there you go. Have any more thoughts on that subject? No. I don't think so. All right. Other than I just cringed while I was listening to it. Because it literally, like, I was just sitting there listening to this. I'm like, this literally sounds like a commercial like he's trying to sell jesus to someone yeah. like the only thing that's missing is some money back guarantee like it's mm-hmm. this is absolutely ridiculous yeah <laughs> right because because he mentioned something about how like this is how jesus did it and it and i no i, I was just kind of like what chapter and no. verse please because like i'm honestly curious when did jesus ever say hey come try me right and see if i work for you um, now, again, I quoted earlier from the Psalms, taste and see that the Lord is good. But I don't think that's what that Psalm is. That Psalm is not saying, like you just said, there's a money back guarantee. Like, try it out for 30 days. And if your life isn't better, you know, <laughs> like, like you're the ultimate judge of your life. Does Jesus make you better? Come check it out. Come one, come all, have some Jesus in a bottle. Like, just, yeah. It, oh, man. Um. Uh, well, I don't, I don't want. Sorry, I don't want to make too um, bold of a statement. Um, this is our podcast. It we is, do what we want. It is our podcast. I just don't <laughs> want to say anything that I will regret. Oh, okay. but it does. It does sadden me to hear these types of things from a very prominent pastor. Well, he's said a lot of things that have been pretty sad, right? And we've talked about him mm-hmm. here on on the podcast before. So, um. But it it does kind of make me wonder about the state of, like, how he got to where he is. And that said, this this is why I don't want to make too many bold statements. People like consumerism. Well, I, I think you can learn from people who have flaws in their theology, in their methodology. They, we can learn from unbelievers. things okay so i don't want to discredit absolutely everything andy stanley has ever done i don't want this episode of the podcast to make you think whenever anyone brings up andy stanley like oh that dude's an idiot you know like everything why would i listen to that guy he he believes this about evangelism i don't want to do that 
Um, and that's why I don't want to kind of overstep my bounds. I'm just saying that in this issue, um, I think he's got it very wrong. And it's sad to see such a, a well-known evangelical pastor have it so wrong on such a big issue. Mm-hmm. So, um, so, so pray for the man. I ought to pray for the man more. And you listeners probably should too. <laughs> if not an ongoing thing, stop right now. Say a prayer for him. That he would preach the gospel with words. <laughs> All right. Well, I think I think that's that makes for a good episode. Yeah. Definitely not as long as last week's. Ha, 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 ha. <laughs> Trying to keep it concise. I'm actually surprised that it wasn't quite as scatterbrained as I had expected. Um, it helps when you actually have something to talk about. Yeah, that's true. That's true. <laughs> um, I made a point. When, it, when, I was, when I found myself kind of like thinking about these things even after the podcast or after the, um, the episode of The Dividing Line, after I was done listening to it, when I found myself kind of thinking about it and going back to it, again and again, I was like, I want to talk about this uh, on the podcast. And full disclosure, we did talk a little bit a couple days ago. I had asked you that question. Do you think Jesus makes your life better? And we started talking, um, I guess it was on Tuesday. We started talking about it a little bit, but it was in the car. And so then when we were done with our car ride, we um, ended our conversation before we could talk about everything. Yeah. Um, So I guess there was a little bit of preempting on this conversation. But anyways. I I think it was okay. So episode 71 is in the bag. Yes, it is. Well, till next time, friends, go find someone that, you know, when you find that there's something that you're returning to, whether it's, hey, whether it's this podcast or whether it's (laughs) something else, you know, a book you're reading or or even a movie that, you know, hits you in a, in a way that's impacted you. Yeah, exactly. Um, Go talk to someone about it. Go talk to your spouse. Go talk to a friend. Communicate. See if you can get your ideas. If you're married, specifically, go talk to your spouse about it. Do it. Yeah. Go there first. (laughs) And or or deepen a relationship with someone, man. All right. Okay. Well, till next time.